The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. Today, I have another bonus episode because I am being joined by Clayton and Susie. You guys know I'm the number one Clayton stan. Um, Obviously, some questionable behavior, but I'm really happy. I only have them 15 minutes, so I am going to do my best to be the voice of the viewer and get as many questions that haven't been answered yet asked and hopefully they deliver so enjoy this interview don't forget to subscribe rate review we do pop culture episodes every single week and uh yeah here's the interview hello hi nice to meet you nice to meet you first of all i am a huge clayton stan i have been riding for clayton all season being like guys i think he's a good person I like I could see it. I'm intuitive. Like I just know it. So that said, I am going to ask you some questions, but I do want to ask you things that hopefully not everyone's asked you because I know you've been doing press all day and you're probably getting the same questions on repeat. So hopefully um, we could have a little fun too. Love it. it. Yeah. So I think for me, what I thought was most interesting is usually the cameras follow the couples after the show during their like happy couple weekends and we kind of get to see some footage of them what was hanging out like after the show what did that really look like for you guys because we didn't see any of that and I haven't really heard much about it like I'm kind of just wondering where were you guys hanging out how much time did you spend together and was it extended periods of time what did that look like yeah you know we would uh most of these trips I'd say were four days and we were in these house, these houses for four days in the houses, nowhere else. I mean, you obviously mm-hmm. can't go out in public. So, uh, 24 seven where we were attached to the hip. I feel like we really of the six or six or so, I think we did. Yeah. Um, I, we might've maybe like been in, in a different room for two, three hours, yeah. maybe three hours total. Yeah, total. Like we, there was a few times where she's like, I'm going to go outside and get some sun. And I'm like, All right, I'm going to work on my computer in here. Like that was it. But other than that, we had so much time together yeah. and uh, we'd spend the time. We both talk a lot. Um, so, <laughs> We're chatty. Yeah, very chatty. <laughs> uh, so we'd spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, she's got me doing TikToks and such. So she's you know, text. She's tech savvy. That was fun. We were doing a bunch of crazy dances. Yeah. Uh, we cooked. Pilates. Um, we did Pilates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we guys, just, we. Did you go out in disguises at all? Or did you just keep it to the, to the house? No, we weren't that bold. Oh yeah. We, um, we couldn't go out in public, but I did have to travel in the airport each time pretty far. It's like 10 hours to go from Virginia to LA. So I would wear like kind of the most, ridiculous not ridiculous but i would just be in like sweats layers high socks gym shoes hat mask like hood up and i just looked like do not bother me like that's and i I, i'm not that person but in that moment i was like i can't be seen because if they piece this together they'll realize we're we're together 
So I just looked crazy every time I was going to and from the airport. Yeah, when she showed up to the house, I had to like call her phone. I was like, there's somebody standing outside the door. I just want to confirm it's Someone you. sketchy is outside. Yeah. super sketchy I is here. I think they're going to rob me. They have a hat on, sunglasses, yeah. and a hoodie. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. Covered. Yeah, so yeah. did your family or did anyone – did you guys get to hang out with each other's families or did anyone know? Because you guys did have an unspoiled season. So yeah. I, I, it seems like you guys were pretty quiet. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm, I can keep secrets, but uh, I also have a lot of great people in my life that I did tell. Um, I absolutely, uh, confided in my best friends, my family, uh, and you know what, Hey, they did a phenomenal job keeping it quiet because it didn't get out. So uh, I had trust in them, but I obviously was so excited that we were talking that I couldn't hold that in. (laughs) Yeah. And I confided a lot in my, I have a really close group of friends, uh, girlfriends, best friends that I've had for like over 20 years. So there's a very small handful of people that I did trust with the information and really confided in that. I mean, like it's to not have your girlfriends around when you're dating somebody new on the show. That's one thing. I mean, you make girlfriends on the show, but I really was able to like lean into those friendships as Clayton and I restarted and I, you know, there, most of them are in happy relationships and they had great advice and our parents are super supportive, really excited. We weren't able to spend time with each other's families and friends, but uh, we have plans already. Like I'm going to go to Missouri for a little bit. And then obviously Clayton coming to Virginia, we're probably going to do a little barbecue with my parents this weekend. So we're excited. Speaking of friends, um, were you, Susie, confiding in any of the girls from the cast or you really had to keep that separate? Because I think me as just a viewer, I'm like, this kind of puts Susie in an awkward position because yeah. you obviously were probably really close with Gabby and Rachel and now you're with Clayton. And yeah. um, was that an awkward position? Were you even talking to those two girls? Like, did they know how this kind of ended up? I I think what we did on the show to really protect each other um, – like none of us asked it questions on the show from each other because we were like, we all have individual relationships with him and he did. He treated those relationships individually. So we didn't on the show, we didn't cross those boundaries. And I think leaving the show, I also didn't really want to uh, cross those boundaries. And it was a really difficult position because we didn't have a title. We didn't know where it was going at first. We were, we were in communication as two people that loved each other, not knowing where that was going to go at first. Um, I was able to confide in Gabby and, um, you know, Marlena, Serene, some of my best friends from the show, just in general, as friends were able to help me just, just leaving the show in general and figuring out, you know, what my life was going to look like after the show. So I was really able to lean into those friendships for sure. And, and honestly, the women from our season were incredible. So I, I could have, trusted any of them but I also realized the situation I was in was was tough and unique yeah I yeah I feel that way because I was thinking it must be hard when you're you respect the women and you respect Clayton obviously and then you're listening to them be hard on him and have feelings of distaste for him and then it's kind of like it's an awkward line to balance I would imagine oh yeah that's very true. Um, and, and we talked about last night, obviously prior to going in and it's like, this is, these are conversations that you owe these women. We both were really upfront about Clayton, like, 
and I say Clayton's made mistakes, but we all made mistakes. Mm-hmm. I made mistakes for sure. But Clayton is the one that has to answer to them because he was the bachelor. So um, we both knew that those conversations were going to happen. And I think the women were very well spoken. And um, it, it was heartbreaking to hear that devastation and to hear just how much just how hard it was for them. So it was, it was hard and it's a tough position to be in. And I wish that I could, you know, I wish they could have the clarity that I have and know that, and, you know, I heard Gabby say this last night, she believes you never had uh, malicious intent at all. Um, So that's something I learned. And I, and I know to be true from you is that your heart was in the right place. So yeah, it's tough, but I hope they can see him for the man that he is, which is a good person who was in a, a tough role. The, the being the bachelor, I mean, I don't know how people do it, but it has to be one of the hardest things that people experience. I mean, you're never really going to come out looking amazing as the lead, I think, because tough oh, yeah. decisions need to be made and oh, yeah. you're put in situations that are hard to navigate. And honestly, quite frankly, they're not normal situations like when else are you doing these things in life um one thing that I thought was really interesting was all of the interviews I was listening to um specifically the one with Nick that you did which was great I kept hearing you know him talk about and you talk about how with Clayton you're helping guide him and you know you guys are you're giving him constructive criticism so I want to know like Susie what do you have to work on in the relationship because we've We've all bashed Clayton enough. So Clayton, yes. this is your time now. What does Susie have Lay to, it on me. What is Susie, like what's something that you could bring to the relationship that maybe you're still working on? I'm curious. Oh, specifically to me? I yeah. thought you were going to give it or to him to you. give to me. Both of you. Uh, we've, we've talked about this. Like we both, um, yeah, I'm very stubborn. I, I think I, I know this about myself. I lead with kindness and I believe in like treating people well, but I do, I am very stubborn and I have trouble asking for help and that can bring me to bad places. And Clayton has told me and like, we've both like, yeah, on the podcast I did, I said, you know, I've given a lot of constructive criticism and Clayton is better than any boyfriend I've ever had at implementing the the things that I've told him into his actions. And like, this is something that I do need to work on is like, when you give me feedback or criticism, like sometimes I feel justified in my ways mm-hmm. and I need to work on, on that and myself because like, yeah, that's like one of the highlights of who Clayton is, is like, he wants to grow. He wants to learn. And everything that I've, every piece of like information that I've given him of like, this is how, like, I need to, this is how I feel loved. He has stepped up and done better, better than any boyfriend I've ever had to, to make changes and like, love me the way that I need to feel loved. And so I think for me, that's something I need to work on as well as not, not being so stubborn and, um, and asking for help, asking for advice and not just taking things on and, and assuming that I can handle it because it's my responsibility. What Clayton, do you think? You agree I mean, with that? Yeah. What do you, well, I think we've ta- had that ex- yeah. discussion. Yeah. So that was a, that was something that um, I just wanted, I wanted to talk to her about and say, Hey, like it's something that I've noticed and what is this rooted in? And, and as you know, as just so you're aware, I mean, is there any way that, you know, you can see the side of where I'm coming from? And she said, yeah. So, um, you know, that insight uh, is something that we both talked about and 
Yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, and what's so great, though, is that she's just as understanding that obviously a relationship is two-way. You can't expect one person to give and the other person just to sit there and, and take. It's a give and take both ways. So, um, yeah, we both know that. And we both we both know that at the end of the day, it's not, if whatever it takes to make this work, if we truly love each other, we will make those sacrifices uh, where, we, where we see fit. Yeah, totally. And it seems like you guys have really great communication, which I think obviously helps so much. Um, Clayton, I do have a question specific for you. So I think some people had felt like you weren't, like what's the word I want to use? Like you weren't apologizing enough or you weren't empathetic enough. You weren't just saying, you were taking accountability, but you weren't just being like, oh no, yeah, I was an asshole there. Is there anything about that that you wish you could have changed, like wish you could have said sorry more or... Um, do you stand by the way you handled everything? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've heard that and it was it's odd to me um, because I heard for one, uh, people said, you know, he doesn't care because he's not crying. Hmm. And I'm like, that's not really fair. Just because I'm not showing it that way um, doesn't mean that I don't care. I mean, truthfully, that's from growing up. My dad never cried in front of me. That's that's the example that it was set to me is like, uh, you know, you cry behind closed doors, but you handle you hand, you know handle the tough moments out in public a certain way. And then you kind of show, you know, cry behind closed doors. That's just what I used, was used to growing up. Um, and I can't force tears, but that doesn't mean I don't care just because I'm not crying or showing that particular set of emotions. I handle things a different way. Um, with that too, again, another part of something that I've realized in life is that um, when you apologize, you apologize uh, where you see fit, but sometimes over apologizing doesn't really do anything more by just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It kind of loses its importance. And my whole thing is, is that I've been, what I've been taught in life is, um, and even like when I was in sales is like, you apologize once and then you say, here's what I'm going to do to correct it. Or here's what I've learned from it. And you just, you learn from that moment and you, you focus more on, I'm sorry that I did this, but I want you to know this is like where I'm taking this and this is where I'm going to learn and be a better human being. And so, um, I hope that the women uh, see that I was sincere and um, I, I really felt that I did try to apologize as much as I could, but I didn't want it to lose any of its importance by just over apologizing and making it seem not genuine. Totally. And for the record, I completely agree with you. I just kept hearing that come up too. And I was like, well, I feel like taking accountability sometimes is bigger than apologizing when you could be like, yeah, no. I was wrong. And I agree right. with the whole crying thing. Just because you're not crying doesn't mean that you you don't have emotions. Do you think any of that stems from being an athlete? Because to me, um, like this is someone that's been an athlete and I could tell that you were handling things kind of like you said, you grew up, you cry, cry behind the scenes. Um, it kind of came across more like that to me than you not feeling bad. It just kind of seemed like the way you, you grew up. So do you think that um, had anything to do with growing up as an athlete? thousand percent uh specifically with football it's the it's the environment of you know be a man and, and and handle it yourself and uh when you face adversity like buckle up like don't don't go, to, go into a corner and ball up and cry like you know it's kind of that be a man which is which is like real men can cry they can show emotion i did on the show at certain times but um you know a lot of times when faced with adversity the way that i'm hardwired it's like to say okay some here's something coming your way um you know don't run from it 
face it head on uh, because you owe it to whoever it is to yourself to either grow or to that person that you've affected. Um, You know, be real with these people or in real with yourself. Um, And that's something that football taught me was like, again, like don't run from things you attack it head on. and, And if you attack it head on, you become stronger through it and you learn those lessons. And um, I think that might have just been from my alpha personalities all in the football locker room where it's just like, um, you know, real men handle adversity and face it head on and don't run from it. And so uh, that's just I guess maybe that's just the football environment. Uh, That's just how it was and what I was used to being around. Totally. And let's be honest, if you cry too much, you're a wuss. If you don't cry at all, you have no feelings. It's it's kind of a, a lose-lose. So I think um, moving forward for you guys and knowing that maybe not everyone's going to be necessarily like rooting for you guys, how will you now enter the real world and kind of just shut off some of that outside chatter? I think, well, Last week in general, we kind of both took a bit of a hiatus from our social media accounts. And uh, that was really good for me just because it was able, it allowed us to really invest in ourselves and our relationship while we were like physically together, we were able to be together. So we were able to just spend a lot of time together and, and focusing on our relationship. But moving forward, yeah, I mean, we anticipated a lot of backlash. Like we, we knew what we were walking into. We were not surprised by anything really. Um, but I guess, yeah, my kind of, my stance on it all, somebody asked us a question earlier about online bullying. It's like, I have no tolerance for somebody spewing hatred or harassing me or Clayton on my page. And I'm like, I'm, I've never been like a big blocker, but I'm like, I'm quick to block. If you're going to like literally harass me, then like I have a no, no issue literally removing that person or that um, ability from that person to protect my mental health and to protect my relationship. Um, I'm open to constructive criticism, but I'm not, yeah, not opening myself up for harassment. And if I need to take a step away and just not look at my phone, that's fine too. But yeah, I also think like we are allowed to have this relationship. We're two adults in a, a relationship that we've decided to be in and that's ultimately our business. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing whatever is best for me when it comes to facing that criticism. But I do hope that people, you know, will see how much we love each other and how much fun we're having just finally being together. And now that we can share more about each other, I hope they'll be on board eventually, even if not right now. I get it. I was skeptical too. Everyone comes around. Look at Ari and Lauren and everyone comes around. But okay, last question, because I know you guys are in a time crunch, but you are moving in together, which you mentioned. Are you guys getting a place together or Clayton, are you moving into Susie's place? Like what are the details on that? Uh, Moving into her place. Yeah. And um, I guess when the lease is up or before that point, we'll probably have a good idea whether or not uh, we'll be getting a place together or whether, I mean, yeah, well, listen, we have nothing, but we're thinking with a positive mindset. We're about, we're very rational, very realistic. Uh, But the way we see it is like, we're going to move in together and I'm sure we'll have a very, very great idea within the next month or two where we stand. We've kind of set up like established kind of like pulse checks. We're like, okay, like let's, we're going to, we can have these conversations whenever, but in three months, let's like sit down and have a conversation about how we're feeling, where we're at. And then my lease will be up, um, I think in September. So that'll be another great check-in point for us as a couple to be like, Hey, like, 
you know, we're not dating just to date and have fun. Like we, mm-hmm. we both are taking this seriously and we can have those conversations and we are really open and candid about it. And I think that's why we're like, so we're so comfortable talking about it. Like, yeah. yeah. I think you guys, I honestly, I'm rooting for you guys. And I think that you have such an open line of communication. I think you will prove a lot of people wrong. So I'm rooting for you guys. And thank you so much um, for giving me time today. And I'm wishing you guys nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank you so you much. were awesome. So great talking to you. Nice to meet you. Guys. you. Have a good rest of the day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.